I think most people get into couchsurfing because it's it's like a cheap way to travel. Like you don't pay money, you can stay with someone, uh, sleep on their couch. That was also the reason I tried out couchsurfing. Along the way, you realize that the most valuable thing that you can get from couchsurfing is the the connection, this like insider knowledge. You arrive in any city, and you can be staying with, let's say, a Kurdish person in Istanbul. Then you will get a really different perspective because you are seeing the city through their eyes, their lives. How do you choose such an experience to? Mm, like true. you, you can't exactly find it, you know, like Google. Like, we think yeah. we can find it. I mean, there's all this idea of like the tour guide, for example, which is super like about touristic things. But mm. it's an it's an idea about like okay, here's somebody that like knows the place, and you can follow them, and they'll take you to all the things. Even if you paid for something like that, it's so distinctly different from this kind of experience because there's no transaction involved. You really have to kind of construct a connection with this person, and it has to be based on this, and and that really colors your experience. After after a trip to Hong Kong, where I was hosted, I realized that I was really interested in this idea of meeting people from other countries. And I had a few months to kill um, between <laughs> the end of military service and the start of university, like uh -huh. about eight months. So almost every day I was meeting couchsurfers. I would do the same thing over and over again. I'd bring them to Chinatown, to Little India, to to like Pulau Ubin, to Saika. Even though I was doing the same things over and over again, it wasn't boring because I was getting to know a, a citizen of a different country, of a different city. And even if I do not know where exactly they are on the map, they kind of give me an impression of what the people might be there. I remember meeting some Germans for the first time or Austrians. <laughs> I want to shake their hands, but then they're like, no, we, we give hugs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. You learn a bit about their culture yeah, mm. along the way. You realize that what you have in Singapore isn't normal. Like, mm. it's not the same everywhere. Like in Singapore, we have these food courts where you can sit on any table and choose from any restaurant. Beautiful, beautiful places. And <laughs> very cheap, good food. Such a concept is not common in other countries. You really realize, actually, it's kind of weird that there are so many cameras around the city. Or mm. actually, um, the public transport is really good. Or like, you, you don't realize it. You think that yeah. it's the norm for every city. Or actually, your airport is really nice, but, uh -huh. but that's the airport that we have, so I thought it was normal. These are some remarks or observations that occur when, mm. when you're talking to these people from, from yeah. outside Singapore. Um, and also, they would ask you all kinds of questions, like, what is this building? What does the flag mean? What is red? What is white? Um, why are there five stars? What is the main religion? How many Chinese people are there? These are not data or statistics that you have ready on hand. <laughs> so even though you are talking to foreigners, you also have to learn more about your own country.